Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven, and with me, sometimes usually, but not all the time, is Sonia Mohammed, co-host. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up? Okay, I'm super pumped. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, this is a unique episode in the sense that we're really going to dive into the recent docudrama, The Social Dilemma documentary, I'll just say. On Netflix. On Netflix, Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, we'd highly recommend you check it out. We are going to be talking about it in some depth. So, you know, if you uh, if you're worried about spoiler alerts, maybe watch it first. But um, so that's what we're going to talk about, the social dilemma. But first, before we jump into it, Sonia, any updates or what are the updates? Yeah, we've got some. Okay, Um, bring it. Mostly reminders but sort of updates. So we've got a trip to Joshua Tree coming up, but that's going to be in November, the 13th through the 15th. It's a family adventure. We're really excited about it. It should be a really beautiful time in Joshua Tree. Um, So get excited about that. If you want some more information, you can find it on our website under retreats. Uh, We've also got e-new adventures and pods going on still. Um, Pod-friendly after-school programming, um, weekend adventures, uh, for small groups and or families. And those are all customizable um, to meet different interests and needs, both for you and your family or a small group of friends. We've also got an Etsy store with some great things on it. Some of our favorite scavenger hunts that are field tested. Um, also some face masks and some cool lanyards, all nature themed. Nature themed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, this YouTube channel, you know, we've started filming our podcast. And so... If you want to see our faces and see us interact, uh, rather than just listening to us, you can find these podcasts on YouTube now. Yeah, we're we're calling it NewTube. Yes. And you, Nature Unplugged, NewTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get it? Okay. So as a reminder, we're here to talk about the social dilemma. Really cool to see this out there. So again, it's a recently de- released documentary on Netflix, which explores. Kind of the dangers of the human, uh, the dangerous human impact of social networking, and um, you know, we're gonna dive into it. Yeah, and it's not the first documentary that's made on this topic. Um, we also saw one called Like, but it's more of a screening feature. Like it's hard; you can't get it on um, like Netflix. You have to see it somewhere that's screening it. Um, but it is, I think, probably the first docudrama <laughs> um, that is like, I don't know, a high level, like lots of people are talking about it, lots of people have seen it, it seems um, very visible to people right now. Totally. I think, yeah, this is probably the the film on this with the biggest reach. I, we're just assuming this, but it's, it's, I think it's been, I read that it's been trending in the top 10 on Netflix for since it's been released. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's really well done. So let's, let's jump into it. Like, yeah. what do we like? What do we not like? Um, we'll start with what, is, what does the film cover? Yep. You know, what are some, and we talked about this a little bit, but it's like really the broad overview uh, is the ethical concerns of the tech industry and the impact of social media on mental health. Um, and I think they do. I, I haven't seen 
anyone do a good as good a job as they did on, in terms of like really stepping back and showing the big picture from you know the it's really amazing because it's like some of the you know tech experts themselves coders and programmers and high level people at facebook and google and um uber and all those industries all those companies that um are really telling the story yeah i was pretty impressed and surprised by that also um impressed just to, and surprised yeah I, just the number you know it wasn't just like one person um speaking out about this but a, a collection of really the top folks at a lot of these companies or previously top folks <laughs> um and it was featured, uh, one of the main people in this is one of our favorites, Tristan Harris. But here's the thing. <laughs> We've <laughs> discovered something new in this This is very, this is one of the, one of the many things I learned was that it's, his name is Tristan. Yeah, we have been saying it wrong this whole time in all of our presentations and workshops. So we apologize, Tristan, for um, the mispronunciation of your name. But he's great. I think he, you know, if you don't know who Tristan Harris is. We've talked about him before, but from former Google developer and really, I think, one of the first people to, he's a whistleblower, he, you know, he's, he, he kind of was really outspoken uh, about some of the tactics of the tech industry, the attention economy, and got, I don't know if he put, he put this film together, but I think he was the, one of the main people to get it going. Yeah, and so it's, it's sort of a blend of these tech CEO folks, like sharing sort of their experience, their, uh, you know, piece of creating this technology, and then also um, a bit more of like a narrative, a story of what this looks like in our lives, in our families, etc. And, you know, actors sort of portray um, the challenges that we're all facing with managing our social media and device as well. Yeah. And the acting's pretty good. Like, they're, it's legit yeah. actors. Yeah. I feel like I typically, really yeah, typically in the, I think these kind of films, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but this is good. This is great. Yeah. And sure. so let's jump into this a little bit. Um, the attention economy. This is really what the, the film focuses on. And we've talked about this before. And if you're not familiar with the attention economy, uh, we'll talk about it. But it's it's basically kind of the term, the umbrella term for, you know, the dynamics of social media and how they make money and how that whole thing works. And it's basically, you know, the short version is... Um, the longer they're doing whatever they can to get our attention on their platform or game or whatever it is, the longer they can have, they have our attention on the screen, the more money they make by selling advertisements yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And the core concept is that our attention is a new currency, right? Like it's how dollars get spent these days. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I wasn't really aware of this, but they talk about how, you know, Silicon Valley for the first like 50 or so years that it was going was really focusing on hardware and software, oh, like yeah, actual that, products that, yeah. that they would sell to, you know, either companies or individuals. Um, and then a major shift has happened, you know, over the last 10 years or so that it's, it's, they're not selling um, products, products anymore. Yeah, they're yeah. selling users like user data. And that's when it kind of dives is a deeper dive into um, just how much data Facebook Instagram, all these companies have on us and how powerful that is and how yeah. much that's worth. Yeah, totally. It's nuts. <laughs> it really is nuts. I, I appreciated that little um, historical piece that they added in there. Um, I think I you know, knew that in some way, but it's interesting to think you know, how recently it really was just about the actual product that was being sold, not us as individuals you know, being the way they're making most of their money through selling advertising space. 
Right. And so we've said this before, but the main premise again is like for social media companies, uh, advertisers are the, are the customers, right? And uh, we, like the individual user, are the product. Mm-hmm. And we've said, you know, we said that before, but it's, it's really, I mean, it's like a, it's a major shift in, I think, how you view Facebook. Like it seems like, oh, it's this amazing, or any social media. It's like, it's this amazing free platform. And there's a reason that it's free. It's actually, well, it's not free. I mean, there's a cost to it. There's a cost to it. just not paying dollars for it. Yeah, and they had the um, the Facebook, um, I forget what his position was, but he was basically hired to figure out how Facebook could build a financial model out of their platform. How can they make money? Uh, And, you know, he was very honest and candid that it seemed to make sense to um, monetize it through advertising space, like how to get people to come back, use Facebook more often for longer so that the, the, the real estate right on the page becomes much more valuable because we're there looking at our feeds, staying engaged. And then, you know, every fifth post is actually an advertisement. Um, and that's, I mean, it's interesting, you know, that that was an intentional decision they made, of course, not when they were fully aware of what the consequences would be. Uh, and I think this film does a nice job, in my opinion, of um, making it clear that nobody knew this was going to happen. Um, and uh, it did. And so who, right. who's responsible, right? I think that's the question of yeah. the film, too. Yeah, totally. So so it does a, so it does a really good job of painting the picture of the attention economy um, and kind of, right, from the people who created it. And... It does go pretty deep, you know. It's it's it talked about a lot of things that we're pretty familiar with, like the um, Stanford Persuasive Technology Lab. It's where a lot of these uh, tech developers went to school and or tech mm-hmm. CEOs, and where they really are learning, you know, this kind of combination of like high tech pro- programming and psychology, like the psychology of how to get people to to change their behavior. Um, and that's a lot of the stuff we've talked about before, which they shared a little bit, but the kind of like the the scrolling screen where it, you know, just never ends and and the likes and the little dopamine hits and things like that. It's all super intentional design. Yeah, and I probably should have written some of this down before. But I can't remember the man's name, but one of the people they was featured... Was it Tristan? No, it was not Tristan. Um, one of the people that they were featuring was talking a lot about the behavior change and that it's... Um, not these dramatic changes that we'd be really aware of, but it's these small changes over time that really change what we think, the way we behave, how we act, et cetera. Um, and I think most of us notice that on some scale after you know some point when we think back like five years ago, how we were spending our time to today. Um, yeah, I can't pinpoint a moment in which I started spending exponentially more time with my phone, um, but it's happened between you know in the last 10 years. So it's these small changes uh, that sort of sneak up on us and are really powerful. Yeah. And I think I was personally tracking, I mean, I tracked through the whole film, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't fully lost, but I think like, you know, probably halfway through or two thirds of the way through, it does get pretty deep into the, the AI world. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cause they, I think we're not programmers or so we're not going to try and, you know, reteach what they're saying in the film but it's basically the, the concept is like all this attention economy all these um all these like changes or behavioral stuff that they're coding in eventually becomes like um an algorithm that is artificial intelligence meaning the algorithm 
learns from like A-B testing and trying a lot of things out that eventually it becomes, you know, smarter and smarter and better and better at figuring out just the right like ad to show you or me. And the scary thing about that is that there's not really anyone, any humans sort of like watching this or, you know, uh, Right. It's not human synthesizing the data and being like, oh, 8 p.m. on Friday is the best time to, you know, do a pop up on social activities for bar hops or something. You know, it's it's an algorithm right. uh, that's collecting a bunch of data and, and making those decisions. And then advertisers cashing in on knowing like which demographics would be most likely to click on that advertisement. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just I think the, the scary thing for me was like, no one's tracking that. No one's like monitoring. Is this like appropriate behavior or not? And the algorithm can kind of get so smart that it just becomes like out of control. And then yeah. it goes like kind of deep into, you know, we're already sort of like down that path and it's already like taken over. Basically, it goes <laughs> yeah. like deep into like alarmist yeah. behavior of like the the world's kind of ending because. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for the first half of the film, I was super psyched, really like in line with it. Um, totally learned a lot of great stuff from the movie, um, the docudrama, but, uh, there was definitely a point about halfway through, I think that Sebastian and I looked at each other and we're like, did this just get sort of strange? Like really intense all of a sudden? Um, and I, you know, I get they're they're making a point they're, they're showing, you know, they're showing and it's a little bit sensational and sometimes that's the best way to make a point. And, uh, it, it sort of rubbed us a little bit the wrong way. Yeah. It's a little bit like. Uh, I feel like the Matrix, you know, like the Matrix. I was tracking for Matrix One. <laughs> oh, I like the Matrix a lot. Yeah, the Matrix. And then there's like, how many Matrix are there? Mm, there's like maybe three? three. Yeah. I feel like I saw some of these later ones, and I was like, I don't know what's happening at all. We're so deep <laughs> in the Matrix, matrix yeah. that that's kind of how I felt. That's just me personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think let me just go back to one of like the, the striking. This is a quote uh, that I really love from this that there are around around the attention economy. So backing up, there are only two organizations that call their customers users: illegal drugs and software. That's pretty bonkers. It's super powerful. Uh, I hadn't never heard that quote before. Sebastian, I don't think had either, but he was able to guess the answer. Yeah, um, I guessed it live, real real, real time. time. It was very <laughs> ten points impressed. for Sebastian. Yeah, uh, that. I don't know. It just gives you this different feeling that maybe is more accurate. And I mean, it certainly made the point, right? And it's a strange coincidence that we, you know, a, you know, there's a similar addictive quality often or an obsession-like quality to social media and technology and these smart devices. So it yeah. seems appropriate. I think so. I want to share, I want to talk, I shift gears a little bit to talk about, um, I found an interesting article that was mm-hmm. that was written kind of on the response to the social dilemma, and it's basically talking about the two sides to the debate mm-hmm. and where you land. And the author is uh, John Brandon, and basically what he's um, he was kind of sharing, and this is based on uh, reading some of the reviews of the film. And I kind of went in and did did a dive into like all these critiques of the film, and it really people tend to fall on into two camps here. And one is, one side of the coin is, is you either think that social media companies are to blame and they need to do something about it. They need to own this and yeah. change their it's ways. It's their job to fix it. Right. Like the system is at fault and the system needs to fix it. Or you're on the other side and it's really about the user, like the individual user, like you or me, that we need to take more responsibility. Yeah. And this is super interesting, right? And this is a lot mm-hmm. of what we talk about in our work and 
you know, we were talking about this a little, and I think we're really on this on the page of it's not a black or white uh, answer. It's pretty nuanced, and that there's like a both and quality here. Where yes, like I think I personally feel like the social media companies are to blame for a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. um and for not having as much like as many guardrails on this as they probably could have or or oversight and they can take um there's action that they can take for sure and at the same time like we're not just helpless like zombies over here that are just going to like blindly follow whatever uh the attention economy says and so we have a lot of power too as the individual i think the my take on the film too was that it made us feel like, or the individual feel powerless to the to the to the yeah. pull of the attention economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that's popping into my mind right now is uh, like a grocery store. Okay. And you know there are, there are good things for you in a grocery store, and there are things that we know aren't great for our health and well being. And um, <laughs> strangely, there are a lot of the things that are less healthy for us right up by the cash register, right? So we like have to walk by it. Um, so I can't redesign a grocery store. That's like not in my scope of change, uh, and influence, but don't sell yourself short. (laughs) Um, you know, and I'm going to go to a grocery store and I'm going to go through the checkout line. And so it does, I do have to own sort of my ability to get through the line without grabbing the Snickers bar on my way out the door, you know? Right. So there's, yeah. So I'm basically, I'm agreeing. I think. You know, there, there are things we can and can't change and how long are we willing to wait for them um, and what can we do right now? What can we do? Uh, what's within our control? Right. And I think that's um, that's a really good segue, I think, into some critiques of the film, which we kind of started to talk about, which was it, it does dive a little deep and it seems pretty grim, right? The whole future <laughs> it's of... bleak. It is bleak. You know, it seems like, oh, we're just screwed. We're going to, yeah, Facebook owns us and we got to just go along with it basically uh but i think the for me or for i can you know speak for both of us that the biggest issue or the biggest like sort of surprise for me mm-hmm. was that there was zero talk about solutions mm-hmm. even like, from like their industry end i don't feel like they said anything about yeah. like what they think should be done right i well i, th- I think system. that's i think that's though like knowing a little bit about tristan and what is it the center for humane technology i think that's their their goal and mission is really about like reshaping the system or like trying to get the tech companies or the ceos or the programmers to act or like get get the government involved to have some more oversight yeah right but there's no uh i mean they didn't really go into that and i want i want to say that there's like there's not even tips for like put your phone down every once in a while (laughs) or like you don't you can unsubscribe or whatever it doesn't even go there yeah. at all, which I found was, I was like, whoa, this is fascinating. I, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have been that bothered by it since it is so much of like a systems look at what's happening. If they had said like, hey, we're, you know, we've created this thing. We're trying to fix this um, and, you know, maybe like donate to it or write your congressman, you know, put pressure on political figures to make changes, like consider boycotting X, Y, Z. You know, there was... There are ways, you know, that the system can be changed from an individual influence as well. Like as a collective group, we're quite powerful. And so it, to me, I think I'm, so again, the, agreeing with you that there are no solutions. I'm just surprised that there also weren't any solutions from a, a systems perspective. Yeah. No call, no clear call to action. Yeah. from I, I got the sense that they were like, 
they that's you know they're gonna work on or Tristan yeah. and those people they're, they're like, gonna work we on got it. they're gonna Just work on changing the system that this is going on yeah um, which is not our belief yeah um, we want them to change like do your work you know for, for sure. sure yeah I think that systems work is really important and I think where we are at as a company and what our you know mission is is really to give people individuals the skills the tools the tactics they need mm-hmm. to uh like create healthier boundaries with technology to be more intentional with technology to use technology in a way that that we are using tech and it's not using us and i think that's possible you know it's not like i there's certainly a lot of stuff going on in the back end that we don't have control over that is maybe unconscious like mm-hmm. things that are hooking us in but we do have a lot of control yeah we do that's exactly right yeah um what else you got uh, so I I think there were a couple of highlights for me. Talk to uh, me. One that that quote right about um, only two organizations call their customers users. I thought that was really powerful. But um, there are two other things that I thought were really great uh, in this documentary. And it was one they they did a good job at really creating like a visual representation of us, like the user as a product. They had like a a, a, a what's it called like a an avatar basically of the one of the main characters who when he was using his phone they like zoomed out to this other space and um there were like a three different men choosing which advertisements to send to him and how to like hook his attention again uh and i thought that was really great i hadn't seen anything done like that before yeah they like personified the algorithm basically that was like the that was like the internal algorithm the workings it was like three different characters that were like we should try this. We should try this. And they would like test out different things and some things wouldn't work and then they'd figure out what worked. And they'd be like, okay, that worked. Like, you know, yeah. show him a picture of his ex, you know, or like in his feed on, yeah. on Instagram like, that worked yeah. and like all these, yeah. all these strange things. Yeah. That was I, cool. It was, yeah, well done, I thought. Um, and then like Sebastian, I said, you know, the attention economy is something that we talk about a lot and always there's, you know, ways to expand our understanding of it. And one of the things that this, documentary helped me with was, you know, I've thought about Facebook a lot, Instagram, these these typical social media feeds, and I know that they're advertising to me, and I know that they're trying to keep my attention, um, but I didn't, there are still things that are maybe a carryover that I thought were really neutral, like the Google search bar, um, and I really just thought about that, like, Sebastian, you know, puts in one term, I put in the same exact term, and then someone in North Carolina puts in the same exact term, we're all going to get the same response of information in the same order. Um, and that's just not the case. You know, they, they, they know where we live, basically, in terms of our city, our geography, um, the culture in that place, and they give us different information, different results from the same search terms. And I just hadn't really thought of it. It seems funny that I didn't really think about that. Um, but that was a helpful reminder to me to expand my thinking about, you know, what is this touching exactly and how is it impacting me? And I think that's one of the small things that, you know, changed without me noticing or thinking about it until somebody told me to think about it. Yeah. And certainly it's the case. I think, you know, Google's a good example. And then they go dive into like Facebook and how totally different everyone's feed is based on this sort of algorithm. And they, they do, this is really, I think important that from a political perspective or whatever, uh, people are just getting like the side basically that they're on. They're seeing, you know, their particular friends or, you know, and it's, so it, 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 um, 
what's the word polarizes groups of people and there's like so many oppor- dives kind of deep into so many opportunities for um not hacking but like what's the word just like um like fake news and all that which we know about but yeah it basically it's creating a curated news feed that is is just based on everything you've said you like and showing you more of that so that you look at it for longer yeah and that's where i think it that's kind of maybe around the time the point of the film where it does like go pretty extreme after that where (laughs) it's like facebook can decide every you know can really influence every election and like all and there's like probably some truth to that but then it goes yeah Yeah. overboard (laughs) yeah but those are those are the things that were the highlights for me the things that stood out the most um and so those are my final thoughts on the film i probably am not a a film critic but i'd probably give it like a b a b b plus yeah because of the glaring lack of solutions yeah i mean i think they weren't promising solutions necessarily but i I think they did a really good job i'll say a on attention economy and like (laughs) presenting the problem uh c on (laughs) <laughs> well, like an F, on solutions. F on solutions yeah. they get a C <laughs> but I yeah, mean they weren't really it's not really advertised as like a solution focused film yeah I guess fair. it's more like an expose right but you'd think they'd have something like yeah. at the end that like the family the uh like the family they're showing like it would be they just ended up the kids oh, ended yeah. up like oh we won't yeah we won't that it. is actually a little bit of a spoiler yeah I won't um, spoil it but they ended up like totally not unresolved. in a good place yeah. it's unresolved but yeah. there's not even any like point when they're they learn tactics and techniques and yeah. and i want to i want to we can wrap things up but i want to say that it sounds like kind of cheese ball but we do at, at natureunplugged.com and you know with this podcast and stuff like our aim really is about solutions yeah um so if you're looking for solutions if you watch the film and you're like dang like what do i do now mm-hmm. um i mean there's other places out there but check out our site we've got lots of cool solutions we've got courses and things like that and yeah and and plenty of free resources just to get yeah. you started yeah yeah, just around like sensible boundaries with technology, getting your phone out of the bedroom, you know, making sure you have adequate like unplugged time every day, finding a home for your phone. Yep. Getting outside kind of, into nature. Outside. Yeah. Those things. Yeah. I think right. It's it's kind of if you watch it and you're sad, there's it's like really it's sad. It's kind of grim, but there's hope and we have, you know, fortunately we th- we often talk about the movie Wally and uh you know, this is definitely, I think that is a line, like, if you follow their sort of uh, storyline, we end up as yeah. Wally people for sure. Right. But we're not quite there yet. We still have trees. We still have nature. We still have clean air for the most part. And um, mm-hmm. there's hope for there us is. yet. There is hope. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. Uh, you can find more of our episodes on or all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, basically wherever you want to get your podcast. We would love it if you could take a moment to rate and subscribe us, to us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a ton. And as we mentioned just earlier, be sure and check out www.natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. And you can find our show notes uh, there on the website. Awesome. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. Things change like seasons out of our control If you think you should go I will let you go oh.